you have to kind of step up and provide a work environment that they want to be in. You have to provide a team environment that they would want to come and enjoy and enjoy working in. Um, so company culture has to be like at the foundation of, of bringing people back into the office or back into the workplace. Welcome back to another episode of Hiring Talk. Uh, I'm Josh, the Director of Marketing, here with Brianna Wall, the Social Media Director. Yay! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. Yes, so Hiring Talk is a segment on the Hired Up podcast where we're delving into the hiring world, what's going on uh, on a macro level, on a micro level. What are uh, some pain points associated with the hiring process? And uh, what are some tips and tricks to um, get over those pain points for both companies and candidates? Yep. Today we're talking all about the great resignation. Oh no. I know. It's happening. That so many people I'm sure are familiar with. I feel like it is everywhere on LinkedIn, in the news, and talked about just about every place that you can. uh, If you haven't left your job by now, you're behind. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You're missing all the fun. I know. It seems like it uh, with all these these articles. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big, big, I mean, there's several layers to this, I think. Yeah. Obviously... This started off with lockdown and everything that went down Mm -hmm. in 2020. Correct. A lot of people home alone or home or working at home. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Yeah, or both. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Um, Working from home, having a different work schedule, really having more time to really assess where they are in their career and what they're doing. Do they secretly always have wanted to do something else and never felt the freedom to do so or the opportunity to do so. Um, All of these things coming into play, obviously, um, companies dealing with the work from home versus in office scenario. Right. Um, Just lots of different things that are contributing to this great resignation that we see now it's not just one thing so it's kind of hard to like give a definite answer of like this is what you should do or for companies this is how you can fix it because it's so multi-layered right um a big part of it which you mentioned i think a lot of people since having to lock down and work from home it's really kind of reevaluated what they want out of life right. and reevaluate their time being spent um, and just kind of take a step back and reassess what are my priorities, what's important to me. Um, and I know a lot of people with families that has been a huge conversation within their household is I now have more time with my family than I ever have before. And this is now a priority of mine. You know, how do I 
sustain a work-life balance that lets me still have the time with my family that I've been having for the last year. And just being at home a lot, sometimes you get back into old hobbies and old things that you liked doing before that you may not have Mm -hmm. had time to do in the past. And then you um, rekindled your love with that. And then you realize, hey, I could do do something with this full time. I could start this own side business Mm -hmm. thing. Which I, um, we've talked about this before, but I did a post on Dallas Girl Gang, which we've had Amanda uh, on our podcast, and she's the founder of Dallas Girl Gang. And I'm very active within the community, the Facebook community. And I put a, um, a post out there just kind of getting everyone else's opinions on this whole topic. And a lot of people did say that they branched out and started their own, whether it was a side hustle or their own kind of business of something they've always wanted to pursue and just never have. And this kind of gave them the opportunity to do that. Yeah. We're also, (laughs) it's funny because right now it's the great resignation, but there's also another side to it, which is it's the greatest entrepreneurial boom in history. Yeah. And so, so many people right now have started their own businesses, um, especially, you know, starting from last year. Mm -hmm. So many people that I know uh, are teaching courses online for something that they are good at or maybe just a couple steps better than most people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, teaching courses, coaching, um, people selling their art on Etsy or handmade things. Um, There's really, it's, it's unreal how easy it is. I don't want to say easy, but it's become extremely simplified to start your own business, to put yourself out there, to get in front of a nationwide audience and sell what you have to offer. Right. And especially with the lockdown, I think a lot of people were forced to kind of, sit with themselves and think, how can I monetize my talents? Because my my job may not be around forever. I may be load, Or maybe some people did get let go, you know? And they're kind of scrounging around trying to figure out what can I do? So I think a lot of people, whether you were someone who got let go or load or not, um, I think that it made a lot of people think, you know, what could I do to make some extra money? You know, what... What could I do or what talents do I have where I could help other people or maybe even start freelancing or what have you? Yeah, that you, may, you make a really uh, bring up something really good is that a lot of people got laid off. Yeah. You know, and that was a Which huge reason. Which we forget reason. about. You know, right. In, we just think everyone's post- just resigning, but right. a lot of these people actually got laid off. And then, and then companies, as they opened back up, tried to lure back the people that they let go. Right. And most of those people said, nah, right. you know what? This was an eye-opening opportunity. I kind of liken it to, you know, you're dating another person and then that person's like, I don't know. I think we should take a break. Exactly. You know, let's whatever. Okay, let's take a break. And then during that break period, you realize, oh my gosh. I didn't know, I, I, I was doing everything that other person wanted me to do. And I actually don't like doing that. I like doing all these things. Right. And then that person comes back around and says, 
Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, listen, I did a lot of thinking. I messed up. I met up. some other people. Yeah. I realized, hey, you are the one. You are it. Yeah. And then you're like, actually, you know what? I think I'm good. I think we need to move on. This was great. Exactly. So That's a perfect metaphor. Going back to your ex, not always <laughs> the best yeah. scenario. Not always the best. But yeah, um, I actually yeah. even saw a um, NPR article. It says, as the, as the pandemic recedes, million of, millions of workers are saying, I quit. And it's basically talking about a guy who's 27 years old, who's a software developer, and kind of saying the same things that we have been talking about just now, um, that he's envisioning a life where he can end a workday with a swim instead of a long drive home. A swim. A sw I guess he has a pool. I nice. don't know. <laughs> I know. Which sounds nice. I'm, you know, I'm going to end with a swim. Um, but basically he said, I think that the pandemic has changed my mindset in a lot of ways and really made me value my time more now than ever. Um, and so he was basically saying how he quit his job and was looking more for flexible work and remote work, um, which I think a lot of people can attest to. Having that same kind of sentiment. I think there's, there's, that's increasing as well as the remote work, the, the seasonal, the freelancing gigs. Yeah. Um, those are ever increasing as well as in this whole um, idea of loyalty, I think has been flipped on its head. Yeah. You know, before I think it was, you're loyal to the company because you want that steady income you and that provides for you and job security job security maybe get benefits at your job health insurance what have you mm -hmm. and that's a huge reason for people to stay and to shrug off things perhaps that they really don't the vibe flags. with yeah you know or people at work or just things at work and it's more or the like our commute each way the commute know? all these things the stress mm -hmm. whatever it's just kind of like okay it's kind of part of it i'm gonna let this go and it because this thing this gig provides for me so but then once that so that in of itself the job security thing right that was the main reason for so many people staying at their job, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic happens. All of a sudden, job not so secure, is it? Exactly. And, and then people are, or companies are letting go of their employees. And some, I, I understand, you're forced. You yeah. like, you don't really have an option, right? Um, but to let go of your right. employees or to furlough them. But with that, I think a lot of people realize that job security. Or the job that they thought gave them so much security did not. Yeah. Or does not. Right. Or at some point could or will end. Right. So that in of itself, that sort of um, job mortality, if you will, yeah. uh, you know, peaked out its head and it's like, okay, this really won't last forever. I can't rely on this job. So what? am I going to do because that was really the only reason keeping me there. Mm -hmm. And because that was the only reason keeping me there and that's not so secure. Now all those other things that I shrugged off become a bigger deal. Right. 
you know? Um, and so that's, we'll kind of segue into this, but the, while there are many layers to the great resignation, why it's happening, all these things, one thing that is sort of the overall agreed upon conclusion about this is that company culture is the most important thing. Yeah. Not pay, mm-hmm. not benefit. Because, guys, we were reading articles about this. We're talking to people. It's not about the pay. It's not about benefits. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many, and I'm sure you do, wherever you are, how many companies have you seen, how many businesses have you seen with signs up, hiring signs, with sign on these giant bonuses, these sign on bonuses, these referrals, these benefits, these um, for entry level jobs, you know, upping the hourly rate to like $20 an hour for an entry level like service job. Right. You know, um, well, it's, yeah. I was just going to say LinkedIn just posted a uh, survey. Uh, the other day that basically was speaking to that people are willing to give up a little bit of their paycheck. People are willing to give up some PTO to stay in a remote work position. Mm. So I think that in and of itself shows that it's not all about the money. It's definitely not all about the money. Um, There was a story uh, a few weeks ago um, of a, Oh, it was a Burger King. I can't remember oh, which yes. location, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in Michigan or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, the employees at this particular Burger King were in unanimously quit yeah. as an entire team. They quit. And, you know, I don't think that those people were quitting working at Burger King because the pay right because the you know whatever mm-hmm. the hours because they were working there before you know it has to do with company culture yeah so at the end of the day you can offer your employees or offer your candidates an absurd you know entry level salary you could offer all these benefits you could offer all these referral bonuses, these sign-on bonuses. At the end of the day, throwing money at a, the, at a problem is not going to fix it. And the problem is people want a great company culture. Mm-hmm. They want to love the company that they work for. Yeah, it's like if, if you're going to draw people out of their homes you know, where they've been for the last year, however long it's been, you know, some people shorter, some people longer, you have to kind of step up and provide a work environment that they want to be in. You have to provide a team environment that they would want to come and enjoy and enjoy working in. Um, So company culture has to be like at the foundation of, of bringing people back into the office or back into the workplace. Right. And this whole topic should be best approached with empathy and respect. Yeah. Because 
I see people on both sides, you know, the employee advocate out there and the company advocate out there who do not practice empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either companies are evil, capitalist, whatever. And and then on the company side, it's, oh, these people are just lazy, lazy bums, you know? <laughs> they just want everything handed to them. And I think, are there anomalies out there? Yeah, yeah. sure. There's, But for the most part, People want to have dignity at, you know, working for a living, earning that paycheck, whether it's through their own business or working for another business. Mm -hmm. They want to feel like they're part, an important part of something bigger than themselves. They want to be able to collaborate. You don't have to be best friends with people in their workplace or hang out at all with them outside of work. But practicing that respect for each other, that camaraderie, I think that's huge. You know, um, we can get into some of like what what makes a good company culture. Right. Um, But in general, like, you know, people want to feel good about what they're doing, especially when you consider the amount of time that they are spending working. Yes, I agree. You know, and uh, companies, obviously, at the end of the day, companies' responsibility is their fiduciary responsibility to see profit, right? And, um, but at the end of the day, you have to invest in your team first before anything else because your team is what's going to take the company to where. You want to be. Exactly. I actually saw a a statistic on a website called Team Stage, and it says only 28% 28 of executives understand their company's culture, which is a little scary. Yeah. um, I mean, that's scary. It's a little vague. Like, I'd like to know, like, a little bit more about yeah. What that means. But I'm sure um I could pull it up too. But uh in general, yeah, I, I do agree. I think that at the end of the day, a company's culture starts at the top. Yeah. Always, always, always. Like it starts with the CEO and or the board or whatever, the 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 C suite, the executive level, setting and being clear about what are the values of this company? What is the product or service that we are providing? Um, what, how does that help right. the customer's problem? How do we solve this problem that the customer or client has? Paint the picture for your employees. Exactly. And what will that customer or client's life be like after their problem is solved? You know, that's huge. Yeah. And that's sort of where you want to 
uh, create your company's culture and your values, right? Right. If you're a company that provides, you know, I'm just spitballing here, right? Um, I don't know. Something around family. Yeah. You know, your, your company should have strong family values. Right. You know, and kind of uh, develop your whole culture around family values and bringing your staff together as a family and doing staff retreats and connecting with each other on all these different levels. Like, so you know it's what so I mean? funny that you say this. My previous employer yeah. was a family owned company and they would yeah. say, you know, how important family yeah. was to them. But the action side of that, yeah. like, there was nothing mm-hmm. that they did to um, reciprocate that sentiment. Right. And I remember we asked all the time, even just for like an employee, like cook-off day or like a team building day or, you know, some sort of like team bonding experience. And it got vetoed every single time. But yet they wanted to preach so much about family. And I mean, granted, they did not know company culture, what that is, how to, um, you know, build that within your, your company. Yeah. And it definitely showed. At the end of the day, like there's definitely companies out there, or at least the heads of companies out there that see the company culture talk and they're like, oh, geez, this is just hogwash this is some 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 um, you know feel good stuff yeah this is i mean just go to work and do your clock in and clock out and just deal with it right life's just about dealing with it well you know i don't believe so i I think that's a terrible life to live to just deal with it (laughs) well i think companies who may have that type of outlook are now having to deal with it well yeah well there you go yeah yeah checkmate yeah exactly you deal with it candidates deal with no employees (laughs) (laughs) job seekers now are the most confident i think they've ever been um and starting to you know quote unquote demand certain things of of their employer and future workplace um whether that's good or bad i don't i don't really know but um, job seekers definitely have the power right now. Well, and part of that is because there's so many job opportunities. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely much like the housing market, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many buyers yeah. and few um, and fewer sellers. Right. So I think I saw a statistic that said 72% of the current workforce is millennials. Yeah. And then it also said that millennials are the highest generation that cares about people and company culture um, at where they work. Well, it makes sense because, you know, Gen X and up grew with like freaking grinding all the time, wearing suits, you know, suit dresses, a working girl, you know, that you ever seen that movie? I Uh, know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) The, the padded. The padded uh, shoulders. Shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all about grinding, you know, no no here. time. Yeah. yeah. No time for like anything else, you know, deal with your emotions later. Right. You know, put that stuff in a closet. 
now we have a huge mental health problem or mm-hmm. well, you know that's kind of a poor choice of words we are becoming more enlightened on just how important the subject of mental health is and being open about it right because everyone on some level deals with it and it's important um and uh i think that's a huge part of it too it's like people aren't as willing to just grind for the sake of grinding and in hopes that they can just grind their way to the top right and you know um you know, throw anyone off the ladder, anyone else off the ladder on their way to the top. Right. You know, this sort of mentality is is not really flying anymore. Right. Even at a place like the financial industry and like the stock market mm-hmm. or brokers, right? I mean, this is an industry that forever, it's your suit. Yep. You know, it's all about the, the nice suit. And you go to work and you grind for 12, 14 hours a day. If you want to talk about a grind, that's the definition right there. Right. Is, you, you know, know hedge funds, first, yeah. all this stuff, right? Now, even in a in, in even in an industry like that, more and more people, especially on the younger side, millennials mm-hmm. and younger, mm-hmm. are like, you know what? We're not wearing a suit to work anymore. Yeah. I'm That's a, a huge <laughs> symbolic shift, especially for that industry. Yeah. Because, I mean, the suit was more than just your suit. It was like defined exactly. your personality. Right. You know, your business card, your suit, yep. your whatever. Your, your so first like one 50s. in, last one out of the office, yeah. you know. Um, Such like a 50s mentality yeah. of, yeah. you know. Very masculine mm-hmm. dominant. Right. Um. And even an industry that's like, you know what? We're working from home. We're not wearing suits anymore. Yeah. The This era is changing. So company culture in every single industry is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw that the tech industry um, had some statistics as well. I think it was like 4 million people quit their job in April or something. Oh, yeah. What does it say? A study of... More than 400,000 people published in a Harvard Business Review found that when employees believed... Is this what you were talking about, this one? No, but we can oh, go okay. with it. Well, it said that whenever employees believe promotions are managed effectively, employee turnover rates are half that of other companies in the same industry. I thought that was the one you were talking about. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, but that's a huge statistic there, too. Just knowing that the company... Because part of the company culture is also the workflow of the business because that's relating to communication. Mm-hmm. So many businesses have terrible communication, yeah. even small businesses. Um, and a huge part of your business in building your culture is developing or having a roadmap for your team Mm -hmm. what does an average um output look like at a certain position right what does above average output look like at a certain position what happens when there is above average output or excellent output whatever you want to call it um you know uh what's the career trajectory 
for that if you were to get promoted. Mm -hmm. Like these are, and we've talked about this as a question to ask when you're, when you're interviewed is asking the interviewer um, what is the trajectory for this position mm -hmm. and really assessing if they come back with a good um, answer for that question. Right. So I kind of want to flip it a little bit because we've been talking a lot on the candidate side. Yeah. And so, and we, we kind of touched on it a little bit in the hospitality industry. They are struggling so bad right now to yeah. fill positions. Uh, I just read an article of this one coffee shop offering like a thousand dollar signing bonus and two or twenty dollars an hour for a cashier position, which seems pretty hefty of a price, and they're still not able to get people in the door. So I kind of want to flip it a little bit and talk about the company side and yeah. what companies can do to get people in, whether it's within the hospitality industry or any other industry. Because um, I think there's a lot of companies out there struggling, not knowing what to do. And clearly we know now, especially after this conversation, that money's not everything. Right. Well, I think that's the problem, right? right. Is that they're trying to throw money at a situation that it seems like is bigger than money, right? right? So for for a entry-level position mm -hmm. offering $1,000 plus $20 an hour and it's not getting people in the door, right? you have a bigger problem yeah. because that's way over the normal mm -hmm. for that position. And so I think if you're a business or company out there that's that is trying to solve this problem by overpaying for a position in hopes of luring in a candidate, you're gonna end up, it's, it's a bad situation on both parts because A, you're not being honest with, as a business, about the bigger problem. B, by overpaying or, you know, uh, um, for your job posting over paying for that position, you're going to lure, if anybody, you're going to lure someone who's only in it for money. Right. And that's going to end poorly because if they cannot connect with your company at all, if the only reason they are working there is for money, that's not going to be a long-term relationship. I right. guarantee you. She you know, a gold digger. <laughs> yeah, don't be a gold digger yeah. <laughs> and don't attract gold diggers, right. you know? So I think, you know, one thing that the company should do is honestly be honest with themselves. Okay. What is our company culture? Right. If we cannot define this, we have to solve that problem. Even, and I want to note that too, like that's such a good starting point for a lot of these places, even if you're a small coffee shop, you still have a company culture because you have a team. You know, I think it's still important to define that and really get clear on the type of people you want to hire, the type of environment you want to foster before you start hiring people in. And then once you define your culture, 
the type of environment your business is, you know, what the product that you sell, how it affects other people, um, how it contributes overall to the community, mm-hmm. um, and the types of people you would like to be stewards of that product and of your business. Now it's about promoting that. Yeah. Now you actually have something to promote and market, and that's where social media is huge. And this is stuff that all of us here at Hired Up at one point or another have talked about, yeah. is that people are not going even necessarily to your website to check out your product. They or service. Mm -hmm. They're going to your social media. They're going to your LinkedIn or your Instagram. Right. And seeing what you guys post, if it looks good, Mm -hmm. and what other people have tagged your product or service in. Right. And a coffee shop is a really good example for this too because if I'm recommending to, or or someone recommended me a coffee shop to try, or even, hey, this coffee shop, you would love to work there. Uh, The first thing I'm going to do is not go to their website, although website is important. It's to go to their Instagram and look at, you know, what's their shop look like? What tagged post uh, do they have? What's the environment? Do people like this place? Is it a place that I would fit in and just kind of, you would start like envisioning yourself, you know, just, you know, by their Instagram post and envision, can I work here? And especially just going off that for something like coffee, right? Mm-hmm. There's a billion places to get a cup of coffee. At the yeah. end of the day, your coffee shop is not about the the beans. Right. It's not about the cup of coffee it, or it shouldn't be. It should be about the atmosphere mm-hmm. around which coffee right. is served. Right. Creating an experience. Creating an experience. Right. Exactly. And that just dawned on me <laughs> that I think that's what a lot of people or companies are going to have to do if they haven't already is create an experience that is so attractable for your customers and potential people that want to work there and showcase that through social media. Here's the thing. If you have to entice your employees with a $500 referral bonus to get people hired, there's a problem. Yeah. There should be people beating down your door to work at your place, even if you don't have a position listed. I think there's a bigger problem if you're offering a $500 referral bonus to your employees and none of your employees has referred anyone. Yeah. That's terrible. There's so, there's so many things wrong with that. Yeah. Let me entice you with money, again, throwing money at a problem. Right. So that you can coerce your friends right. to work at this company. Yeah. And yeah, and then, of course, they, they don't want to do it because they don't want... They don't want to lose their friend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and they're probably thinking, you know, I'm a friend to them. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. I don't even want to work yeah. here. Why would I right. tell anyone else to work here? Yeah. They should do that anyways. If they mm-hmm. love working at that company, they should be, it should be easy. Exactly. Employees should be your biggest advocate. Exactly. 
for your company and your brand. Exactly. But yeah, no, I was even thinking too, like other scenarios, and I've even have friends who own like boutiques and stuff like that, and they've bumped their pay from like $7 an hour to maybe like $13 or $14 an hour um, for a retail associate in their um, store. And they're still having a hard time finding people. Um, but I think it's kind of what you and I just touched on. You really have to create, one, an experience for your store, um, and then two, really showcase that on social media to attract the employees that you want to. And it, it kind of stinks for businesses um, in a way that hiring isn't as easy as it used to be. You used to just put up a job posting and you would find someone and that was it. Uh, now there's a little bit more uh, creative work for business, especially a small business owner that's having to go into attracting the right employee. And I think it's all for the best, you right, know, exactly. is that by doing all these things, mm -hmm. like the companies and the employers can, can complain all they want because they used to not have to do anything at all. Right. Which I think was actually a detriment to them because if it's so easy just to find candidates, why would you look within? Why would you do your company culture? Why would you like do all these things? Such a great point. You know, Such if, if someone's just going to come in anyways, it's like, hey, you want to quit? We can treat you like crap. Doesn't matter. You'll quit. We'll find someone else. Yeah. And, and just that, the merry-go-round comes, you know, we don't have to face, you know, the skeletons in the closet. Mm -hmm. And that was the conversation for a long time with many of these companies. You know, if you want to quit, then just quit. Yeah. You know, we'll find someone else to refill your Yeah, because you mean nothing. Yeah. Now it's like, wow, you really mean something. I want it, We want to keep you mm -hmm. because we realize how valuable you are. Um, or, hey, we need to really attract these people and make this a really amazing place to work. Um, so that we do have those people who are loyal and who um, help us, uh, you know, reach our goals. Right. Which is why there's never been a better time than now for companies to start using Hired Up because we allow companies to showcase their company culture and why a candidate should work there. And the candidates can see that, they can find their perfect match, and they can apply very quickly. Um, and companies are able to screen very quickly and find their perfect match. Exactly. So it's like the perfect storm for these companies to be using Hired Up. And we also, on the Hired Up app, have job codes. Mm -hmm. So every job has an associated job code. So if you already have a pipeline of candidates, if you already have a LinkedIn post or an Indeed post, um, you can still... Uh, utilize hired up in those situations by just writing in or attaching the job code to that existing job posting um, to your internal website job posting and then that way people will see it on linkedin they'll see it on indeed you'll get that exposure um, and then they can use hired up to actually go through the application process and um, actually answer those questions that a company provides in a selfie video format so you can take advantage of video um, on the Hired Up app and be able to quickly assess whether someone would fit within your company or not and kind of mitigating the whole first interview screening call thing. Right, exactly. 
So much is changing within how people hire, how they need to hire, company culture. I feel like the pandemic has really kind of stirred all the dirt from the bottom up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's like a dirty lake, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, It's a massive purge going on. Yes, it's a massive purge. But with that comes innovation, new ideas, maybe canning your old hiring process and using video only because you realize that it's much quicker to screen your candidates and you find the perfect match every time, whether you're a company or a job seeker. Um, So it's kind of the perfect storm to be trying out something new because the old isn't working anymore. At the end of the day, you know, I think this, I think if I were to summarize the solution to the great resignation, to all these um, situations in the job market, the hiring space, if I were to give one simple piece of advice to companies and to candidates looking at employers, we need to humanize each other again. You know, like candidates are more than a resume. They're more than their past experience. Um, and companies are more than a job posting and more than a place to work. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think the more that we can rehumanize this process, and we obviously think that using Hired Up is a way to do that with technology mm-hmm. without getting rid of the human aspect. Right. Um, I think that's only going to be a positive thing. Agreed. So, um, yeah. I think I think that's a good that's a good place to stop for this one. Yeah, we unpacked a lot here. Yeah. And we'll delve deeper on future episodes into some specifics. Um but we really wanted to spend this episode kind of talking about what's been going on in the recent um you know, news cycle mm-hmm. which is the great resignation and we hope that you know, you guys were enlightened in some way by by the conversation. Yeah. And also let us know your experiences too. If you're out there looking for a job or if you're a hiring manager, kind of what's your experience with this? Um, if you were someone who got let go or furloughed, you know, kind of chime in the conversation um, that we were talking about today here and let us know your experience and your kind of thoughts on all of this happening. Absolutely. Let's uh, build this community up. Yep. Hired up. up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.